Welcome back to Pool Talk, the podcast where we talk about the value of swimming pools in the UK and just how important it is to get people swimming. Episodes are released every Tuesday on Spotify and on Google Podcasts. If you want to get in touch, please send us an email to pooltalkuk at outlook.com or find us on Facebook. Hello, everybody. We heard earlier in this podcast program from Sarah Ratton when we discussed why a therapy pool is such an important way of life for some people and is also so critical in the physical and mental rehabilitation for some. Emergencies can always happen, though. And if there are vulnerable people in a hydrotherapy pool, then an emergency can be doubly concerning. Our guest today is Kelly Jagger from Common Sense Training, who, apart from being an experienced lifeguard trainer, assessor, has also had a great deal of experience in the operation of hydrotherapy pools. It was this interest and experience that caused Kelly to look closely with the ATACP, that she will explain about, as to the best way to evacuate a casualty from a hydrotherapy pool. It is the immobilization and extraction protocols rather than being able to swim and tow, which is the big difference. So it is a privilege for Mike and me to welcome Kelly to today's podcast. We are both sure that Kelly can give us a lot more detail on this specialist subject. I suppose, Kelly, the first question that we need to ask and uh, hear your views on is why should an evacuation from a hydrotherapy pool be any different from an evacuation from a traditional pool? In to response, Mike, with hydrotherapy pools, they have so many uses now, traditionally with physiotherapists, within special needs schools, within centres. And I think they are multiple use. So having a, a specific or a tailored evacuation procedure and evacuation policy for them is really important. The facility might have one, but the people using it may need further training on how that would work and how it differs to their role. I, th- I think this might come as, as a slight surprise to some people because it's, it's widely accepted that in a hydrotherapy pool, the, um, I don't know the right word, the patient or the user there is actually accompanied all the time by an aquatherapist or a physiotherapist. And, and so under what circumstances would an evacuation of that person then become necessary? I think evacuation depends on, say, the user, client, the patient, whatever, as you say, term the people are using, is it, traditionally it wouldn't be a drowning necessarily. It could be due to their condition, whether that be they've got severe epilepsy, they have different types of seizures. We come across people who have limited mobility and if their building had a fire, traditional method of we would, way we as users would get out of the pool, evacuate in a fire exit, they need a lot more assistance and the traditional methods of extraction may not be quick enough to evacuate. But also... We look at respiratory problems if they've got rehabilitation conditions getting them out and obviously that their ability may hinder this and training the staff or having enough staff and how to get them out safely and quickly is really key that's really interesting i hadn't i hadn't even thought about the fact that you could have an emergency evacuation that's got nothing to do with what's happening in the pool it could be a fire in the building and then the there are there has to be procedures in place to get the person out of the pool, even though it's, there's nothing to do with what they're doing in their session. I hadn't, that hadn't even crossed my mind. That's really interesting. I mean, in some of the hydrotherapy session settings, they could be, from experience, you could be a person's private home. 
you could be within a school facility, you could be in a hospital, and the access could be quite modern, could be new, could be easy. In some hospitals, and I think Mike experiences, sometimes the hydrotherapy pool is really far away. Lots of access for emergencies is quite difficult. I think, it, as you say, it could be completely unrelated from a fire, could be chemical, it could be an emergency issue. But also, from my experience, we found that some of the client and the users may be having rehabilitation, which is amazing, in the hydro pool. Also, it's part of their daily education in a school, where they, with their mobility or their condition, epilepsy, or many other conditions, getting them out quickly if, they, if their condition caused a problem, if they would have a seizure or there was an injury, getting them out isn't that easy in some respects. And also based on the design of the pool. Design, you know, we can say, we are used, people talk about swimming pools and evacuation. It's, you know, a normal 25 metre, 12, 12 lane tank. We could have a pool that's got raised sides, raised bottoms, different levels, limited space around, because it may be an add-on to the building or facility. Yeah. And they actually, they thought about getting people in and out traditionally to come for their therapy session. But in some respects, in some experience, they haven't thought, okay, we clear the pool, but how do we get them out if they've had the seizure, they've stopped breathing, they've actually become unwell, and it could be that they're really unwell due to ill health, is how do we get them out quickly and safely in that space? That's, that's interesting, Kelly, because I think, you know, a lot of people listening to this podcast will think that um, evacuation from a pool is the role of the lifeguard uh, who will bring a, a casualty to the side of the pool, a system from, an assistant from, from the pool. Um, I think it's fair to say that nearly all pools will have some sort of spinal board um, and they will be trained to use that. But hopefully that's used in, in the very, very rare occasions where, when, when a spinal board has to be used. Are we saying then in a hydrotherapy pool, it's the method of evacuation, the method of extraction can be different, that there will be more use of a board to uh, help people from the pool because of their condition than say it would be in a traditional swimming pool yeah i mean i've been to some hydro pools where they have got what we class the traditional extraction board or spine ball because they've got their staff facilities and space but some where they've had to look at alternatives based on their design as you said mike and the traditional method with a lifeguard is not as possible it could be with a physiotherapist i spent quite some time carrying out compliance audits at a lot of the military establishments mm. and, um, obviously you know we, we can't discuss them in detail but in some military establishments and in hospitals etc you'll have people using a hydrotherapy pool who unfortunately have lost limbs so extraction from the pool then brings another issue into play as well doesn't it Definitely much. And I think exactly what you said, Mike, they, it's a fantastic facility to have and the users is great. And evacuations are very rare, incidents are very rare. But from experience over the last few years, we found that a lot, it's given the staff a food for thought from the training and also look at their policies and procedures. In an emergency, how do we get them out quickly if we need to? And in some respects, they've looked at their ratio of people using They've had to invest in equipment. They've also had to limit users in the pool, which is quite interesting, which they'd never thought of before. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think as well, Rebecca, um, our, our own pool designer, the design of a hydrotherapy pool 
uh, becomes pretty important. And, and how much thought, I wonder, is given by pool designers to the conditions that people have who are going to use it. Yeah, um, I mean, from, from our point of view, the small amount of pools that I've designed for hydrotherapy use have been for a one, one user only. So it's a, a pool that's been built in as an add-on to the person's house. So then the things that that pool requires is specifically for that person's needs and requirements. I've not actually been involved in the design of a hydrotherapy pool for multiple users. But again, I, I would imagine it's the same kind of process that you would, you look at the type of user that is going to be using the pool. And to be honest, this is the same designing any pools. You look at the user and then decide what's what that pool needs based on the requirements of, of the particular bather in question. I think though, and Kelly would have probably seen this in, in her experience, there's a lot of pools that have been designed for as wide a range of uses as, as possible and are not designed for use specifically by, by um, people who require it for hydrotherapeutic uses. There's a lot of hydrotherapy pools around which are basically just small, small warm swimming pools, two straight sides, two straight ends, and um, level depth throughout. I think, Mike, you're right. We've both seen a lot of hydrotherapy pools over the years, and I think it'll. It, a lot of them, they look at it has to be small, it has to be warm. And mm. when they have, they rely on a designer, they rely on a company, whoever that might be, whatever their budget might be. But when it, what they don't, and it's not the owners or the operators' fault, is they, they a lot of it is driven by cost or they've inherited. Yes. So, so just getting back to the the issues about the specific issues about having to uh, evacuate somebody from a hydrotherapy pool and, and, and the type of conditions that some of the users have is, say, respiration assistance more or less of an issue for hydrotherapy pool users? It's a, it's a tricky one because it depends on the users and the facility and the, the primary group of users they've got. I mean, I've come across where they've used it a lot to help people with respiratory problems, but also if you've got carers, if anyone is submerged in water and has respiratory problems, you get then got to think of, have you got the right access or access to equipment or facilities to get them out of the pool to carry out the relevant care for maybe resuscitation to if it's a hospital, do they need their medication? And having that access, is, is real, people have realised you might have a area from a support worker in school to a physiotherapist in hydrotherapy who may have not had their first aid updated. They may not have those CPR skills, but also the relevant CPR resuscitation skills to help that person who's in distress in that setting. Okay. And when we looked around their facility, is they didn't something through part evacuation is how they got an emergency phone. I, I, I think what, what I'm getting from what you're saying, Kelly, mm -hmm. is that there is a difference, a genetic difference between evacuating somebody from a swimming pool and evacuating a, a casualty from a hydrotherapy pool. A hydrotherapy pool seems to be more about their, the mobility issues and the, and the medical issues, whereas from a swimming pool, it's more, it is more, often, more often a case of lack of swimming ability, yes. uh, which, which gets people in, into trouble. So, you know, is, 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 that a, is that a fair summary? that there are different situations between the two which, which require um, staff there to have a different skill set. I agree, Mike. And I think some people might argue saying, well, evacuation is evacuation, which is a valid point. 
And I think in all intents and purposes, it comes down to you have to get them out. What we're trying to say is we're trying to give people skills to get them out safely, but ultimately we have to get them out however that happens. So some people say some pools are similar because you have to get them out whatever means, but we're trying to think of a safe way for the staff and employees to do that with minimising risk to everyone in that environment, if you'd say, if you, you, you might agree. So your role would be to go to a facility and train existing highly qualified medical staff in the skills to evacuate somebody from a pool. So if we set up a little scenario for you then, we've got a hydrotherapy pool, we've got a physio or an aquatherapist in the pool with a client, and that client suffers, should we say, an epileptic seizure. What would you expect the aquatherapist to be able to do in terms of protecting that, that client? They have the skills or hopefully the, the resources to support them, the information regarding their seizures, and also support out of the pool once the seizures stop to get them out with the relevant equipment to do that safely. And, and very, very briefly, how would, how would the staff then remove somebody from the pool who is suffering a, an epileptic seizure? Okay, the first point would be to raise the alarm. They would they'd have, be in the water already with them, so the support on the, start, on the side would raise the alarm. They would support them safely in the water, away from the sides. They'd ask their support to time the seizure, depending on the individual and what their needs are. What we looked at with the hydrotherapy pools is what we call personal evacuation plans. They're emergency evacuation plans designed for the individual because every because they know their person they're with very well. I, th I think that's an interesting point because mm -hmm. something which you wouldn't have in a in a say a public swimming pool. What no. what is a personal evacuation plan? So the personal emergency evacuation plan they call it a peep. A peep. And what is great, and some of them now, they have them for lots of settings. I, I work with a school with adults and teenagers, and they have them for every activity they do, whether it be classroom-based, outdoor-based. And when we looked at the pool, we looked at, I said, yeah, okay, we know how to evacuate. We know the individual's needs and how the benefit of hydro is, which is amazing for them. But is if they're on set medication, for example, if let was take seizures or a form of epilepsy as a point, is how is their medication delivered? How is it given to them? Because some medication cannot be administered in water. Mm. So they had they had to look at could that individual, if they were unwell that day, even use the hydropole. It seems quite harsh and you're isolating them from the pole, but it's a part of their risk assessment and their peep to look at actually. If that person has a seizure in the pool, that their method of administering medication, sorry, is quite difficult. Also, this, this is getting more and more complex, isn't it, for somebody just to just to benefit from the use of a hydrotherapy pool? I mean, in some cases, some, some hydropools have thought this through. They're amazing. They've got peeps. They've got plans. They've got support. It could be you've got a, a temporary physiotherapist or someone's new to the client or patient. And you need to make them aware of this. Also, it could be to how do we get them out of the pool? Very different to each other. It's interesting as well to know that if you've got a client in the pool and you've got a physiotherapist that and they're doing the hydrotherapy session with them, that they're not alone. They have support staff on the side of the pool because, I mean, just imagining the scenario that Mike went through earlier, I wouldn't be able to get 
a grown person out of a pool on my own. So, and it's the no brainer that you would have to have someone on the side of the pool, but I suppose it's something I've never really thought about. I think we've come across it not very often, and it was very amazing people out there. We've done some work with the ACTAP, is because it's a one to one setting in the pool and the risk is very low, they don't, they've also, in respect, almost forgotten about do they need to be on the side? Who's going to raise the alarm? How are we going to get them out? Because they say it may never happen. Mm. But we always need to plan for that. You're beginning to answer, Kelly, one of the questions which which I wanted to ask. Mm. And because I actually thought it was quite a straightforward question, I'm beginning to realise now that a straightforward question is going to result in a very complex answer. Because I was I wanted to know your views on why should there be a specific qualification to evacuate from a hydrotherapy pool? And wouldn't this be covered by the lifeguard training, the excellent lifeguard training that's given by uh, you know, there are a number of um, big organisations out there that provide lifeguard training. You're you know, right, Mike. Why, why was this necessary? Well, be almost five, four and a half, five years ago now, um, I, I did a lot of work with a lot of big awarding bodies from different lifeguard qualifications to rescue qualifications, and they're very they're perfect for some of their uses. But what we found with hydrotherapy pools a lot of the qualifications, and this is from speaking to organisations, were very theory-driven. They were very theory-driven with guarding procedures and policies. And in some cases, the carers, the support workers, the physios weren't involved with this. They were just involved for that half an hour, that 40-minute client session. And some of the qualifications, they were too long. They needed something bespoke for them on a one-to-one client basis. Okay, that's 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 true. So even if you um, let's try and think of another scenario, if you had somebody that had worked for a long time in a public swimming pool, um, mm-hmm. had carried out their lifeguard training, their first aid training, and then they had the opportunity to work within a hydrotherapy pool setting, would they require further training, like a bolt-on training, or would their skills still be adequate for them? A lot of their skills would apply. Rescue skills, first aid skills are generic. In respect, if we take a traditional leisure centre trained member of staff, whatever their discipline or qualification, is they're used to doing quite a lot of manual handling, using different equipment. When they come to a hydrotherapy pool, and we find this a lot of physiotherapists, they're not allowed to lift clients. And the traditional methods of extraction... Sorry, can you just say that again? They're not allowed to lift clients? Physiotherapists, where we, in traditional leisure pools, where we do what's called a manual lift-out with two to three staff. Mm -hmm. If we take the hydrotherapy pool, they may not be two to three staff, but also from their governance, their qualification, their professional body, and I've met with a lot of physios in aquatic settings to discuss this because it was new to me at the time, is they would not be allowed to lift a client in the techniques they use in the other settings so we had to work with people to look at what yes primarily emergency you have to get them out whatever means but they had to look at how we do this with what they in their professional bodies were allowed to do. Kelly what kind of support do physiotherapists get um, in an emergency? We found a lot of the facilities have policies procedures evacuation but what we found in a lot of places they have staff who come in on a part-time and temporary basis 
and may not be aware always, in some cases they are, of their responsibilities and what their job will be if they're in the pool to get people out, but also what you need in order to, for that, if it's safe to use the hydrotherapy pool that day. I'm not talking the lighting or the water quality, but is there evacuation equipment? Is there a, an emergency phone? Is there support there if they do need assistance? And how long will that support take to get to them? Is really, we found really interesting. And then two occasions recently, I know two hydrotherapy pools I've worked with have actually had to change their procedures, their emergency procedures, to cater for that. One, not having a telephone, and also one being able to access other staff within the facility to get to them because it was a separate building. And the, 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 how, how, how amenable do you find staff are? Because we're talking about sort of highly trained physiotherapists Ooh. who have spent you know years training for their physiotherapy qualification, and then you know people like yourself come along and say, "Oh, by the way, I've got a phone." Um, you know, how, how do the majority of people take to that? Some of them actually really well. Some of them, when we start looking at meeting with them and carrying out training, become a little bit apprehensive. Why do we need this? And I sit down and say, we're looking at everyone's interests. We look, And it also makes them, raises questions, which is quite interesting in some facilities. We found physios working with the facility, looking at what they need to do. It's highlighted areas they internally, not just the emergency, but it highlights internal things they might want to address regarding access, regarding equipment. And it's been, most recently in the summer, we had it where they actually reviewed what they had because it hadn't been reviewed for a number of years mm, interesting um we talked a lot this morning kelly about evacuation um from hydrotherapy pools the type of conditions that people have what we haven't talked about is exactly what is the program that you offer and who is it accredited by obviously as you say time times are changing uh, there has to be a provenance Nobody, nobody's going to come along and say, right, let's do this. Why are we doing that? Because I say so. There's got to be um, an accreditation behind that. So um, what, what is the level of oomph behind this? So a number of years ago, I was approached by the ATACP, which is the, Ch uh, the Aquatic Therapy Association of, Ch uh, sorry, again, sorry, Aquatic Therapy Association of Chartered Physiotherapists. They had approached a number of national bodies looking at something that was suited the hydrotherapy setting for them. They work with different things, but they sat down and wanted something bespoke that is now endorsed by them and recommended to their aquatic physiotherapist, which is the pool, emergency pool evacuation training for hydrotherapy pools. And normally, how long would that training take? You know, how, how long would the course be? Depending on what they want, we can go anywhere between half a day. Some actually want to increase the day to upskill in other areas such as their recess. We cover basic recess, but we upskill them in lots of other things while we're there. Primarily the base course is half a day. We look at primarily the emergency side of things. We don't look at the operating, the daily running. That's up to them. We look at the emergency side. We look at, we look at the base skills and then we apply them to their pool and equipment and they actually prep, have a go, how would that work in their environment? With what they And we found a lot of them have bought equipment but didn't know what it was for or how to use it. Mm. Or in some cases that we've all come across in the past. 
Yeah, it, it appears to me that I can't think of a decent reason why hydrotherapy pool operators shouldn't have that training. And I think also, Mike, we, every, they, a part of their policy, they would be training for evacuation, but this is being designed by the body and supported. I, th I think, Kelly, from what you've been saying, I can't think of a decent reason why the operators of hydrotherapy pools across the UK shouldn't want to take advantage of the training, especially as it is accredited by the ATACP. Uh, we, we've, we've had chats in the past that there have been podcasts in the past, even on, on this program, with uh, people like Dr. Sarah Ratton, who is you know one, one of the lead proponents of the use of hydrotherapy pools. Uh, and I know that that Sarah, you know, has worked with you, and you've worked with Sarah. It's opened it's opened a whole new aspect of the for the use of a hydrotherapy pool, hasn't it? You know, it's the what happens if. I agree, Mike, and I think in some respects we found that there was nothing available before. What was available before they had used, they found wasn't suitable. In some cases, other qualifications are suitable for that facility, depending on their needs. But what we have found with working with Sarah is having something that they can go to that's accessible, that is being tailored and designed for their, their practice. And I think it's, 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 it will be changing over the years as their role changes. And I think we'll see the current climate, a higher increase of usage of hydrotherapy pools in rehabilitation, respiratory problem. I think also they are being utilised more in getting people back to their health, not just, we say, mentioned earlier regarding amputees, but long-term care, there's a massive benefit for all ages of people with hydrotherapy pools. Mm. I think that's great. Kelly, it's been, a, it's been a delight talking to you. So much information, so much, you know, such a lot has been opened up there. Um, and can we just both thank you so much for taking the time out today to talk to us thank you thank you becca and mike as well thank been... you we would love to hear from you so if you have a question about today's episode then please contact us on our facebook page or via email pooltalkuk at outlook.com pool talk is released every tuesday on spotify apple podcasts and google podcasts thanks for listening